0: Hello and welcome to My Camino, the podcast. A weekly discussion about the Camino de Santiago. The most famous and traditional route is the Camino Francis, which winds its way from Saint Jean-Pierre Port on the French side of the Pyrenees to Santiago de Compostela in northwestern Spain. If you're listening and you're wondering or thinking of walking, I can only say simply, you must go. You won't regret it, and it may just change the course of your life for the better. I walked from Sahun to Santiago last year, and from Lourdes in France to Santiago, arriving in early October this year, a journey of almost six weeks. Both journeys were most certainly life-changing for me, for two reasons. Firstly, I sought and found a great clarity, a sort of calm. And with a bit of practice and focus, I hope to carry that calm with me for as long as I can. The second reason the Camino was life-changing for me was because of the people I met. I had a great sense of their lives impacting on mine, and I hope, in a small and positive way, mine on theirs. And I arrived at the cathedral, uh, cathedral in Santiago with seven compañeros. I called them my Camino family. Lenny from Italy, Matt from England, Jasper from Denmark, Brett from North Queensland, Ruth from Ireland, Igor from the Basque Country, and a fiercely proud Welshman, Lee Roberts. And Lee is my guest this week. He's on a yacht off the coast of Turkey, so we're going to push the limits of technology and have a yarn across the ether. Lee, welcome.
1: Yeah, you done,
0: man. How are you doing? I'm, I'm great, I'm great. I'm going to start yeah. by reading a line from a book of quotes I keep on my desk. And the first quote is this. We travel not to escape life, but for life not to escape us. So you and I walked and talked a lot. Is it fair to say you've been through a very stressful time in your life and you were seeking space and that's why you wound up on the Camino?
1: uh yeah i think to a certain degree that is uh, you know like uh, like all of us you know sometimes life kind of bugs you too hard and uh, you know you need to take a break from it but uh, um the camino for me uh started not on the camino i think I probably need to turn the clock back a little bit and uh, maybe 18 months 2 years I, w- I was at a point where um uh, I kind of needed, uh, yeah, you're right, I needed some space. I, knew I also needed change, you know? uh, and I've never been afraid to employ change. Change never frightened me. Uh, I think often people view change as a negative. You know? It's the uncertainty, and the uncertainty um, brings often fear. You know? So rather than actually, well, uh, if I change this, then something bad could happen, you know? I usually adopt the approach that, well, if I change this, the likelihood is actually something good will happen. So I did, <laughs> I did something reasonably drastic. Uh, uh, I packed up uh, packed up the house, uh, uh, made myself uh, homeless, took uh, most of my belongings, put them in the van, and actually it was my best buddy that gave me a, a hand to move. Yeah. And on the way to the storage unit, he said, why didn't you just take most of it to the recycling tip and throw it away? He said you'll be liberated, so that's pretty much what I did. Uh, sold my car, bought the old van, and took myself off. So, so my journey really started there. Uh, you know, I bummed around um, maybe for about seven or eight months, living out the van, which was liberating. Then I took myself to India, uh, uh, bought a old motorbike in India, and uh, and diced with death. If anybody's driven in Indian <laughs> cities. Uh, they'd appreciate, they'd appreciate, uh, and actually how dangerous it is. And, and actually at that time I didn't have a bike license, never been on a motorbike, so it was an acute learning curve. So so you're right, I needed some space. Um, uh, I, you know, I wanted to embrace something new. And really it was only when I came back from India that the Camino, which was probably in maybe a month, uh, maybe two months before I left, uh, I really came to fruition. Uh, and so I'd started my journey, and and I had no idea what the Camino would bring. I really didn't. You know, I've always um, I've always pushed myself within you know, uh, worldly challenges. If that's the correct term. Uh, uh, but they've normally been pretty extreme: uh, uh, Himalayan tracks, you know, ridiculous bike rides, climbs. Uh, you know, in, uh, endurance expeditions, but. I hadn't given the Camino a great deal of thought with regard to a spiritual journey, you know, something that uh, ultimately can be, and is, in many ways, life-changing for people. Uh, I, I viewed it as a, more of a physical challenge, uh, and something that I didn't give a great deal of thought to. I, I thought, we can get up, we can walk every day. You know, how difficult is this going to be? Uh, obviously, the distance, for, for me, was, uh, was the main thing as you know, as well as I do, Dan, it actually proves a little, little tougher than we thought.
0: It, it, yeah, it is. But I suppose then, Lee, in a sense, you can thank your anxious brain and your seeking self for leading you to the Camino. And if you were someone watching your Camino from the outside looking in, how would you describe it?
1: Um, it, it, it certainly evolved, you know, I... Uh, I was lucky enough to start the Camino with uh, with my brother, uh, and again that um, that wasn't decided. Uh, uh, maybe it was only a matter of uh, weeks before Gary decided to come out with me. So, so I think it was seen as uh, um, uh, something as a journey, you know, almost like a uh, uh, almost uh, something something that we could embrace with. Obviously, someone you love, my brother. We're very close. But, uh, we uh, lost both parents, one uh, fairly recently. So it was something as a bonding. Um, it was a bonding journey for both of us. So, so when I started, that was really the main focus. Um, but uh, the camino soon unfolded. You know, it, 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 it was very much like a blossoming flower. You, know, you see something, but you don't fully appreciate. Um, how beautiful it, it, it can become. And uh, uh, and it did, you know, as, you know, uh, unfortunately Gary uh, left in Hontanas on that very memorable <laughs> night. <laughs> uh, the hospital era running around with, uh, with a weird hat on, making weird noises. So, uh, so yeah, the, the Camino unfolded for, for me. So, and I don't know how uh, I would be viewed from start to finish. I, I certainly know how I felt, but uh, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it, it had a huge impact for sure. And as you said in your introduction, that the, you know, the, the Camino isn't, it, you know, it isn't isn't a walk. You know, it isn't a physical path with arrows and shells. The Camino itself is uh, is as the, the people. Uh, you know, it's the atmosphere. It's the camaraderie. It's the kindness. Uh, you know, it's the the people willing. You know, willing to to, to drop most of the anxieties and prejudices that they carry around uh, in every every walk of life and allow themselves just to be. You know, allow themselves just to be themselves. You
0: know? And live in the present. Uh,
1: for sure. For yeah, sure. And how yeah. often? How often aren't we doing that, Dan? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like we're so we're so distracted and preoccupied um, and influenced by you know, everyday media by life yeah you know, by, the, by the gadgets we carry and uh, yeah and you're right people are in the moment you and I talked and I remember
0: yes yeah, I was going to say I remember talking about being the Camino being one of those rare windows when we could temporarily leave our responsibilities behind and that is certainly part of the allure. Do you think then, in the two weeks since you, you arrived in, in Santiago, do you think it's possible to maintain the zen long, in an ongoing sense?
1: When you leave the Camino, do you Yeah,
0: know? yeah.
1: I think uh, you said to me on you know, many occasions, you know, um, the Camino doesn't begin until you hit Santiago. Mm. Uh, uh, and the Camino's special. It is unique. Yeah. People can put their boots on and walk all around the world. And, you know, I have d- you know, I've done that in many places. But there is, uh, there is an atmosphere to the Camino that is incredibly influential uh, on people. But I think the secret is, um, you know, to carry um, you know, what, what you've learned, uh, um, what's influenced you, the people... Around you, your state of mind, you know, your willingness just to be you, and as you as you were saying, the um, the ability to be in the moment, and that is the challenge. I think you know. for me, I I am not you know I'm not sure how how that unfolds. I would I would hope that um, uh, that uh, calmness, you know, that happiness and to use you know, a very appropriate word, the laughter that you carry around with you most of the day. But, you know, I would hope to to maintain that, to, to carry that into everyday, you know, everyday life. But, uh, I don't know quite how that unfolds because, as, as you were just saying, you know, uh, um, my world is, is slightly surreal, uh, and it continues to be a little bit surreal because I'm sitting on front of a 30-meter yacht, <laughs> Looking out at the turquoise sea, <laughs> with a hope of catch, with a hope of catching some dolphins. Uh, so, it's it's easy for me to retain that uh, zenness, if you like. Yes. Uh, in my in my current environment, uh, you know, if I take when I take myself back to, I don't know what normal life is. Dan, really, I haven't, I haven't experienced it for a while. I sincerely hope that I take the Camino with me because. I guess if I, if someone was to say to me, actually, you know, how would you really want to live? You know, how would you really want to behave? How would you want the people around you to behave? You know, how do you want to feel? It, it would it, it wouldn't be difficult to say. Actually, I would I would really like to feel every day as I did on the communal. Get up, put your boots on, you know, have a simplicity of life. Yes, is lost is lost. Uh, uh, yeah. That's. Uh, that's a very long winded answer. To no, say, no. I hope I can.
0: You, yeah, you, and yet, when you just talked about the simplicity of life on the Camino and having to simply get up and, and all you're really required to do is put one foot in front of the other, is it fair to say there were days when you really didn't enjoy the walking?
1: <laughs> well, there is one today, Dave, about walking a bit <laughs> when <laughs> when we got in at three o'clock in the morning, and we and we drank more than Pablo's wine in it's sold in the last three months,
0: <laughs> and we had to climb Osobrero. That that, 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 that that question is the, is the bottom of the next page, actually. <laughs> Don't worry, I was getting to Walking. that. <laughs>
1: I thought you may get around to that, (laughs) walking home like we were having a bromance, but the reality was we were bloody holding each other up. (laughs) And of course, that's the night I introduced myself to Ruth, unexpected to her. Ice cold, I climbed into the same bed. I don't think she's been quite the same since.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and neither of many of the other people in the albergue, I don't think either. True enough. No. Bored avoid, old Etienne. Yes, they're avoiding us, yeah, so avoiding us exactly. after that. Exactly,
1: bored Etienne. <laughs> yeah. Being a doctor, I'm sure you've seen most things, but I don't
0: think you saw that going on <laughs> in <your> surgery. So, <laughs> so, But some days were more difficult than others, weren't they? There were days when you said to me, listen, fella, this talk of 32Ks tomorrow, I don't think I'm up for it. There were days when you, really, you weren't up for it, right?
1: No, no, it's, uh, you know, like everybody else, you know, if you've got a, if you've got a physical weakness, um, you know, over and above, um, uh, you know, the mental challenge, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, and your own uh, challenging thought process that goes on when you walk in mile after mile, sometimes on your own, so, yeah, if you've got an injury, uh, the the Camino (laughs) The camino would pull it out, yeah. And uh, you know, after the first uh, week, week and a half, I've got to say, uh, my my feet were, were something more than painful. You know? um, and uh, the, the, it surprised me, you know. Like when we f- when we first started to do the bit, you know the big distances, when we when we hit the Maceta, you know, the, the prospect of that was pretty daunting. You know, a it's a it's a it's a mental challenge because it's flat and long, but, uh, uh, on sore feet, just you know looking straight ahead in the you know in the shimmer horizon, uh, and as you get to that horizon, another one appears. You think, you know, you know, heaven's above, <laughs> this is it's gonna it's gonna break me. But, uh, uh, but no, I, I you know I um, I didn't uh, 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 I didn't at any point think you know. I don't want to put my shoes on or I don't want to put yeah. my boots on. Yeah. There yeah. were times when I thought, I don't want to get out of the bed. Uh, and that was, you know, may have been something to do with the fact that we hadn't gone to bed until late and we've done too much wine here.
0: But you had a soreness in the front of your calves, which sort of you sort of developed it quite late in the piece, which was really quite unusual. But it was very troubling, wasn't it?
1: It was very, very, and actually really surprising because throughout the Camino, uh, yeah, I'd had sore feet, I had blisters like anybody else, but I hadn't, I hadn't had anything that uh, uh, that you could regard as really painful, uh, uh, yeah, and it it wasn't a showstopper, but uh, yeah, it became very uncomfortable, and that was literally in the last, uh, I think, the last kind of few days. Yeah, uh, it was, it was, it was the day de- like, uh, I. I I'm okay walking uphill, you know, it's, uh, it's something of an endurance challenge and uh, I can normally power up, but uh, come down, yeah, it, uh, uh, it, it tested my calves and I, you know, I don't know whether it was shin splints, I, I've no idea whether it was ligament trouble, but uh, yeah, it was painful.
0: Yeah, and, and actually yeah. I suffered exactly the same injury until your brother Gary gave me the sticks and, and pointed out to me that I was perhaps leaning forward carrying the guitar leaning forward and, and perhaps carrying a bit too much weight in the front of my lower legs. Yeah. So as soon as I started with the sticks and stood more upright, it was gone virtually immediately. Uh, so this, if, you're li- yeah, if you're listening and you're thinking about walking with sticks and you have a bit of leg problems, yeah. um, sticks yeah. might be an answer to it. Lee, I interviewed the US writer and blogger Rachel Rookert earlier this year. She said she used to feel excited when she saw red plastic chairs in the distance. <laughs> it's so true, isn't it? Yet I can't, I can't convince anyone in Sydney to try Tinto di Verano at 10 a.m.
1: <laughs> well, I could highly recommend it.
0: <laughs> Listen, now you're a coffee... If you, if you, yeah. Go on. Now, I was about to say, you're a coffee fiend. Tell my listeners, rate the coffee. How good is the coffee on the Camino de Santiago?
1: Oh, it's, it is uh, it is uh, it's fantastic, I think, for, for uh, the main reason is... They could have set me up tar, <laughs> at, at times, because you are so grateful to sit down uh, uh, and ha- you know, uh, have a coffee. So I think prob- probably whatever it is, the flavour is going to be enhanced. So I don't know. I don't know whether my uh, um, uh, 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 what the the grade, of, grade of coffee is reflection. I how grateful I was to receive it, or whether it's the quality of the coffee. So, uh, it, it is. Yeah, the, get me going.
0: It is the a great relief, as Rachel said, to see those red chairs or the green chairs, because you know, oh, finally, uh, yeah. I've got a reason to to take the weight off my feet.
1: Yeah, yeah, and as as the walk continued, I think over the month, so, um, uh, you become uh, more relaxed um, uh, about. Uh, okay, can we find somewhere to sleep? Uh, I think you take you know the pressure comes off you to to reach you know John Briley's checkpoints. Yes. Um, so the stops become more frequent. I think. Uh, so therefore, you start drinking more Cinto del Paran or 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 you start swapping the coffee for fino. Uh, so, uh, but uh, you know, the, the stopping in little cafes and little villages. You know, Taking the gifts from people in the gardens as you pass by, it's all part of the, uh, the camino kindness. I think I don't. I don't think over the uh, over the months or six weeks, whatever it was. Uh, I don't think I had uh, in any way any form of hostility or unpleasantness. No, uh, not just from the Pellegrinos, but uh, yeah, from from the people. Uh, um, to quote you, along the way. Yeah.
0: Let me ask you something. You were going through so much personally when you arrived to begin your Camino, even though you'd been sort of distancing yourself slowly from perhaps your, your turmoil. Did you make a concerted effort to engage with other pilgrims? Was that something that of an intention you took with you when you arrived?
1: No, and that's a, that's an interesting question because uh, in many ways, you know, apart from uh, you know walking with Gary, you know, and I always get a huge amount of pleasure spending time with Gary because he's such a as you experienced, he's such a positive person. Uh, um, my uh, I don't say intention, but my idea uh, once you know once Gary had jumped ship. Was uh, something of a lone journey. You know. um, uh, I was I was asked if uh, by somebody else if they could, if they, could uh, they could come on the Camino with me. And uh, uh, as you know, as much as I I wanted to say yes, and you know, he's a very good friend. I said, sure, go and do the Camino, but uh, you know, start a week ahead of me. You know. And the Camino, if I gave anybody any advice, you know, which I have been asked since I've come back. It would be walk the Camino on your own. You know. So I didn't seek uh, people out at all. You know. And you know, I'm something of a fatalist, and I always think that things happen for a reason. You know. uh, so the gathering of uh, you know, the gathering of souls, you know, the, the gathering of like-minded people, or as I said to you previously, Dan, you know, our Camino family was a gathering of misfits. Mm. Uh, that uh, that just came together for for, for whatever reason. And I didn't seek that out. Uh, I don't believe uh, any of you know any of us did. I think uh, by, uh, I would not say a freak of human nature because that sounds somewhat negative. Yeah, by a blessing of human nature, if that's the correct term. Yeah. I think in many ways we found each other, uh, and. Uh, And I think that we had a huge impact on each other, the way we behaved, you know, the the automatic um, uh, um, connection that that we all felt. I think that was intentional. And we will never know why that happened. I think what uh, we need to be is extremely grateful that that it did that's right
0: yeah I, 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 those of you who are listening who didn't perhaps listen to last week's uh, a fortnight ago my summary of the Camino and I mentioned in the introduction there were eight of us who became a tight Camino family uh, there was actually a ninth and I'm going to talk about Marta uh, in a moment um, but let me ask you Lee do you think you were adequately prepared for the Camino in two aspects physically and mentally were you adequately well, prepared
1: <laughs> i'm not i'm not a great one for preparation i got i gotta be honest with you so. and and i don't think i really you know, i didn't even pack my bag you know for you know, probably to the day before i left yeah you know. and as i said earlier on you know i've done many many you know physically challenging things you know. Um, so I was a little bit nonchalant actually about physical challenge. Uh, um, it was something of a shock. So, so I don't, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I was prepared for it. I was surprised certainly by how, you know, how physically challenging just getting up and walking, you know, 25, 37 k's a day actually is. <laughs> so I did feel uncomfortable, you know. On that first walk out of Saint Jean, yeah. I was like, holy Jane! This is this is this is really awful. <laughs> and I was I was struggling to appreciate, you know, the scenery that we both know is uh, is stunning. Uh, I thought I I might go back to Biarritz, <laughs> go go back to the stuff I was trying to walk away from. It seems more seems more inviting, to be honest <laughs> with you. So so. so I don't. I don't. I think physically, uh, I, I was prepared, but uh, you know, I'm lucky. I've always, I've always, you know, uh, played a great deal of sport, uh, and uh, by default, you know, um, uh, I knew that I could, I, I could push through it. Uh, mentally, uh, again, uh, I don't. Uh, I don't think I was. Uh, I don't think I was uh, prepared for the impact. Uh, that the people would uh, have on me. You know. I had thought about, you know, walking for the days on end you know, in 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 something of a solitary fashion. You know. And I thought, well, how am I going to use that time? You know, so what benefit is that? You know, what benefit is that going to bring? You know, um, and uh, what what would be my area of focus? So, so I started to think that, you know, probably. Probably a few days before I came out, you know. you know, as it transpired, you know, there were very few days, if any, to be honest with you, for the whole camino. Where I did set out and walk on my own. Sure, you know, everybody has their moments, their, their personal moments of isolation, their personal moments of reflection. You know, you know and also, you know, on a positive note, you know, the moments of appreciation because how often do we kind of look around and think. Yeah, well, how bloody lucky are we? Uh, yeah. So, so, I had no idea that um, uh, um, that uh, mentally uh, it would be it would be so rewarding. Uh, I was a little concerned that uh, I may go stir crazy and uh, yeah I'd become even yeah. more more insane and nuts than I was. <laughs> like that.
0: Well, my next question, actually, and you've just walked straight into it. I've, I've written here, given you were on a journey to learn about yourself, were you at any stage frightened of what you might learn?
1: Uh, uh, in reality, probably not. Um, and the reason the reason I say that is that, you know, as I was rambling on, and Ruth has told me I can only tell one story, actually. I'm limited to one story. <laughs> so, so, uh I'd, I'd sort of gone through that process of uh, self-reflection um, uh, when I uh, when I was traveling through India just shortly before I came on the Camino. Um, so there was moment, there was mo- there was days there of, uh, of isolation. I was kind of, you know banging my way through the desert on a crappy old motorbike, where um, where I'd sort of Faced some of my demons, I think, and uh, and that in itself, I think, was something of a pilgrimage. the pilgrimage. The Camino certainly was a, a totally different experience, and I think uh, um, far more rewarding. Uh, so I, I don't think I was I don't think I was nervous you know, of uh, opening Pandora's box, taking a look inside, and thinking, "Those bells, you know, uh, I don't really like what I see here." I soon learned that you know. I soon learned that actually, if you get that, rather than shake it out, so put put the lid back on and ignore it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, well, it's interesting because there's an old saying: "I'm learning to love the sound of my feet walking away from things not meant for me."
1: Yeah. Uh, so, yes, and that's a relevant point, I think, and that's something. If, you know, uh, anybody going on on the, on the Camino uh, should should uh, certainly think a great deal about you know, how often do we, you know, do we beat ourselves up, you know, whip ourselves with the same stick, you know, and uh, um, uh, and and it's it's time well spent, you know, if you, if you can reflect and think about the things that you shouldn't do. You know, why on earth should you go around sticking pins in your eyes, which yeah, an awful lot of people do, and uh, uh, and because the Camino is such a positive environment, one thing I think, and that's probably one thing that I have learned actually on the Camino, and that is that surround yourself by things that you love, you surround yourself by people that you can love, you know, and surround yourself by people that are going to love you. you, know. you know, cast aside things that are going to be damaging, and uh, uh, and and that which would be negative uh, so yeah that, that's it's uh, a good quote Dan. And one one I think is very relevant to it.
0: yeah that's right the people and we talked about the people and I was constantly amazed by the people I met and we spoke about caring and sharing and and giving and laughing a lot of laughter uh yeah. In the last couple of days, I said to everybody, if there was one word that I would use to sum up this Camino family, it was laughter because we did a lot of laughing and it was, it was everybody giving and sharing and telling stories and, and, and wanting to make the others laugh uh, and, and wanting to make sure that we all enjoyed ourselves. There was also, Lee, a great sense, and I said it many times, that um, having reached our destination each night or each afternoon, you get a great sense of achievement. Um, you set out, it's thirty-two kilometers, thirty-eight kilometers, whatever it is, and 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 achieving something each day is, is a great feeling, isn't it? And and perhaps we're not, we don't give it quite as much attention as we should, but it's a big part of what we're doing. And there's a great feeling of self-esteem and a gathering of of wind in the sails of that self-esteem because of that, isn't there?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I and and, and I think that's. Uh... That, that's one of you know, the um, real gifts of the Camino, uh, and you're right. You know, the, when you arrive, uh, take off your shoes. You know, you, you, you know, you've worn some shoe leather that day. Absolutely no question. Uh, and it is a great deal of. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, it, it is a it is a great feeling of achievement, you know. um, and that's a, a, a very relevant point uh, in certainly you know, a number of our family. And, uh you know, the fact that you know you successfully bashed out you know, 30 40 kilometers a day you know you', you walked with some beautiful people very complimentary people um, allow that to 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 build self-esteem and self-worth and and after all in every you know in every walk of life you know that's actually often what what drags people down and we saw that we saw that in, you know, some, you know, a number a you know, number of uh, our Camino family, how they went from you know a person that was, you know, struggling w- with themselves with their own self worth, so their own self esteem. You know, by the time we reached Santiago, you, know, you could see the mood changing in those people, uh, and their self esteem, you know, had lifted as a as a result of of being in a positive environment. You know. Very and much, that, you know that, that unquestionably is what the Camino is. You know, you know and, and we can't go to this conversation without you know mentioning those people. Uh, you know, they have become very, very dear friends. You know. Lenny, Marta, you know, Matt, Eagle, you know, you know, Ruth, Jasper, yourself, Brett, me. You know. It's uh, it, it, it it's now I think uh, for all of us fairly indelible.
0: I mentioned, or I neglected rather, to mention Marta last week, our Camino sister, or super Marta as we called her. And Marta wasn't able to walk into Santiago with us. She had to leave us in Leon, but she was the most exquisite Spanish beauty in both physical and spiritual sense. We were sent a gift when Marta entered our lives, and I hope you're well when you hear this, super Marta. We were really sad that you couldn't walk in with us to the cathedral square, but you were very much there with us in spirit. Tell yeah, my listeners then, yeah. Tell my listeners, Lee, about the climb to Otharero. Now I'll set it up. We got home at two forty-five the night before, and if anybody has CCTV footage of Lee and I trying to break into the albergue, <laughs> would you kindly delete it immediately? <laughs>
1: yes. What on yeah, the earth night were we the- thinking? <laughs> the night itself was a challenge, let alone what we'd left. What- you know, what we were about, what we were about to encounter the following day. I mean, what possessed us, then, For heaven's sake, you know, the night before probably one of the most difficult days we would have on the Camino. You know, the Hill of Death, <laughs> as I to <heard> it. <laughs> and we drown ourselves in vino. You know, the, the, the only, the only, the, I think, uh, the only consolation is that. It was organic, Fino. Oh, <laughs> we, we thought we'd be void of a bloody hangover. Uh, how wrong we were! Uh, and we were so, so wrong.
0: It was it was hell on earth. Uh, the climb. I, I mean, really, I, really. When we got to the, the foot of the first very steep incline, I remember thinking, "That's right. This is all coming back to me now. This is really hellish," and it was yeah. just unrelenting. I mean, when we got to that, I don't know what the town was when we arrived there, and, and you you charged off like a mountain goat. I, I was like, look at him! I mean, the Welshman's—he's <laughs> lost his mind or something. I, I mean, I mean, you just took off. But it was later that you said, I just wanted to get over and done with as quickly as possible. And I said, like, look at him! What the hell is going on? But honestly, when when I got, I, I don't I don't drink Coca-Cola. I drank two tins of Coca-Cola just to try to replenish everything that I'd lost climbing that blasted hill. Oh my god, it was punishing.
1: <laughs> it was it was it was Is it Sabrero? Sobrario, the village?
0: Othabrero, Othabrero.
1: Yeah, Othabrero. Yeah, yeah, it 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 was it was something worse than nasty. <laughs> it, was, it was unquestionably yeah, apart from the the walk that we did from the store go when we got food poisoning so mm. that for me looking back on the entire month was uh, was the worst <laughs> was the worst part of the Camino with regards to pain and endurance it was a slog and as I said I'm I, I'm okay at going uphill. you know I can normally put it into overdrive and, and, it, and it kicks in but yeah couple that with the way we felt but I do believe actually when we, when we left really frankly the you, you
0: and I were still drunk. Oh no question. There's absolutely no question. In in fact, I, when we were back in in Via Franca five days later to do the gig, uh, back again in Pablo's bar, uh, yeah. I said to Brett, "This is beautiful uh, scenery here." And he said, "You do realize that you walked through here five days ago?" And I said, but I, I, "How am I going? That was what time was that?" He said, "It was eight yeah. o'clock in the morning or something." I have never a clue. But it was a great time. It was a great night. It was, certainly was fantastic. We paid for it the next yeah. day, but we got the story to tell yeah, about yeah, it yeah. anyway. Look, I interviewed yeah, yeah, yeah. Tanya Titherley in one of my earlier podcasts, and Lee, she calls herself the midlife vagabond. That's a title that could easily be applied to you, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think I am unquestionably no something of a hobo. You know, I've always, I've always travelled. Uh, you know, I've always embraced travel. And, uh, yeah, and what it's what it's brought to me, you know a richness in life it's to embrace other cultures, you know, to meet new people, yeah you know, um, you know, to maintain those friendships, the ones that you value. And yeah. certainly many that uh, uh, you know, in, invariably for our family, you know, I value to all those individuals and what you know what they <clears throat> what they've bought and what we have brought to each other. Yeah, I am something of a of a hobo, something of a vagabond. I, I don't know how long, I don't know how long I'll keep uh, wandering. I seem to have acquired the ability to um, uh, live in other people's houses, <laughs> and travel on other people's boats. So, so it was quite funny when you said, "Well, you know, you must you must come to Sydney." Uh, I was a bit alarmed then when you said, "You must come to Sydney. You can spend a week with me." Because I'm talking 30 months here, not weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're, more your, your you're more than welcome.
0: You're more than welcome. I've got one final question for you. You can put your feet up and, and do a bit of dolphin spotting and, uh, off the coast of sure, Turkey. Is sure, it fair sure. to say you're on a journey to understand what the rest of your life is going to look like?
1: I've never been one for planning, Dan, to be honest with you. you know, I said to, uh, I was talking to, talking to Ruth about this, and, Often, the best plan is no plan. Um, uh, so, you know, I can see tomorrow. I can certainly see next week. You know, what next month or next year will bring, you know, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure. You know. All I know is that you know, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely grateful and, uh, and been extremely fortunate to have spent months you know, <clears throat> in beautiful countryside you know walking the beautiful path but you know more importantly with you know with the most beautiful people uh, uh, and for me today yeah. and probably next week uh, yeah, that's enough yeah. so i don't know what you know what will happen or <clears throat> what life will bring within you know, let's say the foreseeable future that Long term, uh, I've never, I've never been one for anticipating that, or even making plans. Life, um, you know, life's a journey, and uh, um, it's uh, often a mystery. And that, in itself, is you know one of the beauties, beauty, you know, the beauty of discovery.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. The beauty if, of if discovery. Like,
1: yeah, if life could continue like the Camino, then. Uh, uh, all well and good. If it doesn't, then, uh, then as I said in the outset in our conversation, you know, we just have to embrace change.
0: And and again, I'll go back to that original quote, we travel not to escape life, but for life not to escape us.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. We, you know,
0: yeah, thought, yeah uh, that sums it up, I think.
1: Yeah, Lee, I fully embrace that. Yeah,
0: Lee, we didn't lead one another or follow one another. We just walked side by side Together alone, as friends. And I hope you find what you're looking for, my friend. Thank you so much for your time. And Godspeed. And buen camino.
1: Buen camino, Dan, your top man.
0: Thank you so much for your time, Lee. See you soon. All the best. Bye now. Bye. Lee Roberts there. And I watched an opening heart in the five weeks we spent together, like the El Camino Rose you see along the river as you enter Ronja. i I'll say it again. I have the best job in the world. That's all we have time for. Until next week, I'm Dan Mullins. To you, Buen Camino.